Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Thrive with Confidence, brought to you by Aquios Alliance. Here today, it's Rick and Tim. Hello, everyone. We're here to talk to you just a little bit about some things that have been happening across the uh, industry and what's going on in the world today that might be able to help you with your practice and how to make sure everything is going as efficiently as possible in your particular location. So to start out with, you know, we've had a lot of people asking about the latest attestation that they need to go through and reconciliation with the uh, incentive money that was sent out there, COVID uh, pandemic. Right, from the Medicare, Medicaid, the HHS uh, uh, deposit. One thing I will say is that, first off, if you go to the AOA website, they do a great job with putting a, a, there was a webinar that was done by a doctor. Go to the AOA website to see that. They did give an extension. Uh, I think it was due at the end of this month, the 30th. They did extend it out another 45 days. But from everything I've heard, it is time consuming. So don't wait, get it done. You know, there's a little, a lot of tedious paperwork that you have to do. Again, it's it's the government. Just keep in mind that you cannot, if you got forgiveness from the PPP loan, you can't use the same period or use the same expenses to get forgiven on this loan. You can't double dip. You can't you double will. dip. No. So you'd be looking at other new masks, new cleaners, the things that helped with the PPP, that the PPE, to help with the COVID. And there's a lot of things that you could use for that. But I would think for a lot of practices, at least the ones that I've talked to, Rick, that a lot of that PPP money really got eaten up in payroll, you know, over the 20 weeks, I think is what they allowed. So you could still use it for rent and utilities and things like that, that you didn't use the first time around, or even extra PPE expenses that you incurred, maybe a sanitizer that you bought to do the frame. So you can use it for the same time frame, but it's not the same expenses. Correct. Okay. So you can double dip on time, but don't double dip on the expenses. Correct. So you can double dip. You can double dip, but not double dip on the same double dip. I got you on the double dipping. We're good. We're good for the double dips. Hopefully everybody kept up with that. If not, press rewind and start that over. Exactly. We'll wait here for you to catch back up. So So another another topic that has been kind of a, a hot topic, if you will, has obviously been the employee issue and trying to hire and find the good employees. And over the last 18 months, it's been very challenging to find good quality candidates. And I think that it's, to be honest, I don't see it getting any better for the, probably the next five to six months, to be honest, in that aspect. But the way I look at it is, is that for those of you that are needing good quality candidates, the person you're looking to hire is probably employed somewhere. So you're going to have to do some recruiting this time around. It's not going to be, let me throw out an Indeed ad and see who applies. I agree, Tim. I, I am hearing from some clients out there that they're starting to get some better applicants through in the past. And that's only in the past month. I mean, what is today? September 14th month or so. They're starting to see more candidates coming through that they can interview and really feel good about who's applying at their job. But I am with you. When you look at a state like Nebraska right now, I think we lead the country in unemployment, well, very low unemployment. That is, it's under 3%. Forgive me for what I'm about to say, but when you have three out of 100 people unemployed, those three people are, lack of better words, are unemployable. So I do think you need to be ready, willing, and able to go visit other businesses or at least have your business cards ready on you to hand out when you receive great service at that store. 
a restaurant or other type of business that you're in to be able to say, you know, I'm looking for a great person like you. I like your energy. I like your smile. Here's my business card. If you're interested, give me a call. I'd be happy to interview you and tell you how we do on the job training in my business, my practice. And that's one of the great things about optometry is you don't have to go to school to work in an optometric office, learn to be a technician, you get paid to train, you get paid to learn. And that's true with every one of the positions. Unlike, you know, dental hygienist has to go to school for the most part or put in a lot of time underneath a licensed hygienist. So, you know, the unfortunate thing though, is too many people don't understand what op what an optician is versus an optometrist. So I think getting people in your doors and helping them understand more of what you, uh, what you what you can do for them, they can learn well on the job to be able to help you better care for your patients in, in your clientele is, is significant. What's one of your best uh, stories that you've ever had when you were out recruiting somebody? A lot of times it would be restaurants or if I was if I was in a mall and I was at a store, I, I would give out a business card. I remember I was having dinner at a restaurant and my oldest daughter, Kaylee, was with me. The waitress was fabulous, had great personality, um, had a lot of energy. And I said, you know, if you're looking for you know another job or even if you want something during the day, give me a call. Here's my card. And it was funny because my daughter says, you're always recruiting. And I said, you have to be, you know, and she was probably, I don't know, 14, 13, 14 at the time. But she goes, and I was like, you want to build that bench. You have to be. And the funny thing is, is now she's a recruiter for a, a manufacturing plant in, in our hometown. And she's like, now I know why you're always recruiting because there's always positions to fill. And I'm like, yeah, you've always got to be. One of the best stories I have when it came to recruiting somebody was I was actually doing an on-site visit and two doctors and myself, we went to dinner after the day of observation and we're there. And this waitress was spot on with everything. I mean, follow up quick with, you know, getting our menus to us quick to get our orders taken. Food was on our table, on the table, hot, you know, not, nothing. There was just nothing bad about this, the experience at this restaurant at all. And I said to the doctors, I said, this is exactly who you should leave your business card with. And they said, well, I don't, I don't have any on me. I'm like, well, I've got my business card. But I'll, you know, I, I was picking up the tab for dinner that night and I wrote right on the credit card slip. I said, if you're looking for a great place to work, your energy is high. They do on the job training here at this office, wrote the name of the practice down. Then I left my business card. And as we were walking out, the waitress actually came up behind us and tapped me on the shoulder and said, I don't know who was it that wrote the note to me. And I said, well, it's actually me, but they're the doctors. They're the ones that have the office. And she, she right away said, you know, I really want to get away from being a waitress. I'd much rather work something that has better, more day hours. So I'd love to learn more. And the doctors looked at me and said, it was really that, it's really that easy. And I said, yeah, it is. Because a lot of people are very unhappy at the at their workplace and not enjoying what they do. And as I always say, life is short. And yeah. if you're not happy where you're at, go find something new. So be that outlet because some people are just comfortable. They know where the light switch is. They know where the doorknobs are, but they don't really know what, what's available out there. And, you know, you've been in the business almost as long as I have, Tim. And, you know, you, you look at around our team, how many years of experience all of us bring to the table in this industry. It's obviously a great industry to get into and people need to be proud of it when they're talking to people, when looking at the uh, opportunities. And most definitely. Mm -hmm. the, the other part to that is that the worst case scenario is you made that person's day by saying they're a great employee because maybe their boss never told them that. So mm -hmm. you leaving that note, whatever, you're making their day. As you mentioned, Rick, you look at all the experience that we have, all the combined years, and the one thing that we all have in common is 
we had never, none of us started out doing this. We yeah. all were doing something different mm -hmm. and, and, and fell in love with this, this industry. Yeah. And that's the great thing, as you mentioned earlier, to give them a career. You can actually give them a career. They can go any place in the United States and probably get a job. If their spouse, if their significant other, if they make a change and move, they can go somewhere and, and have a profession because of what we do and get a job somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think as we continue to move forward, you know, it's going to be a challenge to find a good person, but don't panic and make a bad hire to start with. Yeah. Hire, hire the right person. Take your time with it. And you mentioned something very interesting there. That person, when you're out recruiting, their supervisor may not have ever said, thank you. I appreciate you them that day, that week, whatever. So that kind of brings us to a good positive culture that people need to have in their practices. And I've been saying this since the beginning of the year. I think, you know, we, we recognized towards the end of last year with everything that was happening that, you know, your employees are your most valuable assets and you need to take great care of them and make sure that they are understanding, you know, that you, that you value them. And being able to do that and create that culture and let people know that they're appreciated and liked and that they're doing a good job, but also let people know when they're not doing well so they can improve. And I think a lot of doctors, you know, when I look at some of the emails I've dealt with, even today, um, one just came in minutes ago from a client in Tennessee. You know, this, this person, their attendance is horrible. They're not dressing to dress code, so on and so forth. They've only been there for two weeks. Well, you know, my question back was, how was it communicated? If they haven't been dressing in dress code for the first two weeks, did you? why didn't you address it day one? What are some of the key things you see about building a good, healthy culture for any business? I mean, this isn't just optometry. This is in any business. Right. I think it starts with the communication. I think you have to communicate what your expectations are and, and then um, build on it from there and then hold them accountable. Um, again, it's it's all about here's what our here's what our policy is here's what our whether it's dress code attendance um and and then when they do things for you or when they have a good day tell them nice job tell them thank you ask please and i know a lot of doctors say well i'm too busy hey, i don't know well people still like to hear it even just a thank you you know is goes a long way. Um, but I think the one thing when, you know, we bring on new clients and we talk about it in our, in our workshops in the human resource workshop, um, you know, one of the things that, that we, we always talk about is the communication thing. And when we get to bring on a new client, we always, if, if they have an established practice, we do surveys, employee surveys, and, and we want the employees to give us their feedback. I would probably say in a good 75 to 80% of them, there's a question that asks, how is the communication in your office? 75 to 80%, it's, it's not very good. The good news is that's fixable, okay? That's just having meetings and communicating and laying out what your expectations are. Communication in the office is easy. That's the fixable part. It's just finding the time to do it and making sure you schedule that time to have those meetings. And I always find it very interesting or when we have that new client, we say we're going to send out these confidential surveys for each of your employees to fill out and they're going to answer these questions. They always say, do you think they're going to be honest with you and they're going to share that information with you? But I've worked with them for five plus years and they won't share that with me. We say, yeah, you'll be amazed at what they'll share with us. And sure enough, there are more times than not where the doctor goes, I had no idea the staff felt this way. Yeah. So, and you know, the, the other pieces when, when you're talking to people again, not only praising them for what they do well at, you also need to critique them on where they can improve. If you've got an employee in there that's having issues with attendance, if they're not dressing correctly, 
um, they're not learning what they're supposed to, don't just sweep it on, under the rug. Sit them down and talk to them about it and make sure they understand you're here to help them and may help them to succeed. You know, you don't hire people in the hope that they'll fail. You want people with you for a long time. You know, this has been a hot topic and you know it's, it's one we definitely need to address is this whole COVID pandemic and how people are working through it. I mean, it's I think it's getting to be a bit more challenging. States are doing things on a different, you know, from one state to the next, doing things differently. So let's put that disclaimer out there. What's happening in your state may be different than what's happening in another state. So you might listen, be listening to part of this going, man, they have to do what there? You know, what are your thoughts, Tim, with, with now the federal government's getting involved and in saying there is a mandatory vaccine or you have to get tested weekly? How, how do you propose these doctors manage their team members? Because again, as of right now, and as of the date we're recording this, it is saying if you accept Medicare or Medicaid funds, you are required to have 100% of your staff. Vaccinated. I think the main part or the first thing to do is is have that communication with your staff that this is what is being mandated from the federal government. It's not your policy, whether you believe in it or not, whatever the case may be. You kind of have that safety net, if you will, to say, I'm not the one doing this. Okay, but I have to follow the rules. I And so I would prep them for it. Now, will this, and I know there's probably, I think it's a 35 to 45 day grace period. I think it's like the middle, maybe of October to the end of October, you have to implement this. Do I think things will change between now and then? Oh, without a doubt. I think there's going to be certain states that will challenge it. I think there's going to be um, some states that just accept it. Some will accept it. So it's going to be different. What I do think is, is you start that groundwork now and say, listen, here's where we're at. I don't know where it's going to be, but I just want to make you aware of the fact that there is the mandate in place that will kick in, and I apologize, I forget exactly what the date is, but I think it's towards the end of October, that says, because we are a healthcare provider, we do take federal uh, money for Medicaid, Medicare, we are going to fall under this. Now, will it change? And maybe they'll go to 100 employees and, or more, maybe. Um, but I would, like I said, I would start the groundwork now and just start prepping them to understand that it's not you that's dictating this, that it's the government and that's going to be the policy. And, and I think they're, they're laying it out that you will be paying for the people to go get tested weekly if they go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so you're going to have to look at your scheduling and plan for that as well. I would almost maybe now, if, if I was in these offices, I would try to go to a Walgreens, CVS, whoever maybe has the testing, the uh, at-home testing kits and buy six, eight, 10 of them before they are sold out and keep them on hand. Hey, knock on wood, you never have to use them. Maybe, you yeah. know, all, that all your offices that way. But you also have now too, you're seeing people get COVID with the vaccine. I've, I've had doctors that have had it and right. staff members. And so you do, you know, you will be able to probably use those tests just to see, is that person needing to go and, and be quarantined for the next five or seven days or 10, whatever the case may be. So basically be prepared, educate your staff. I, I respect people's decision, whether they choose to get the vaccination or they don't. Right. But it, you know, if, as an optometrist, you, you've done your homework about the vaccine. You feel confident in it. Do you think it's okay for a doctor to say to a, a, their employees and say, you know, I've done the research. Here's what I've done. Here's why I think it's good. And I'd really encourage you to go get this because I really don't want to lose you as an employee. I think it's a great idea because for several reasons, one, as a business owner, as a, as a as a practice owner, you are, if you don't, 
have these have them vaccinated or and and if they're employed you do run a risk of being fined <clears throat> that's number one as it's written today as it's written today number okay. one so that's number one number two i think your staff looks up to you and values you and feels that you'll lead them at least give them great advice and you probably can break it down easier for them to understand you can say, here's what I've researched. Here's what I understand. Here's what I know. And this is why I believe that having the vaccination is not a bad thing. Let's be honest. There's a lot of misinformation out there both on both sides. I'm not taking sides on, on either, but both are spewing things out on the internet. And I understand if it's on the internet, it's true. It's it's, it's 100% reliable and fact-checked by anybody. But I think that as a, as a doctor and as their boss, but a lot of times we build those relationships with our staff. And I think they would look up to the doctor and and probably have a lot more faith in them than they would what they're reading on the internet. Again, who better to explain it to them in layman's terms so they can understand it than you guys? I was curious to hear your your, your take is on the doctor potentially influencing people's opinion that way. I don't think it's influencing. I think it's just giving them another... educate them? Educate them. Okay. We do that to our patients all the time when we talk about lenses and, and everything else. We educate them. And that's what we should do here is to educate them. The doctors are not forcing them to. It's just giving them the information they need to make an educated decision. And on a much lighter note, October 1st is around the corner. We're in the fourth quarter already. Can you believe this year is flown? It's crazy how fast it's gone. And I mean, the exciting part is that, you know, you've got October 1st, you got October 22nd, which is one of our workshops. October 22nd and 23rd, Friday, Saturday. Um, Then all of a sudden you're hitting November and now you're into Thanksgiving and then boom, Christmas. Then we're into 2022. Crazy. (laughs) So So, so when do you think people should start putting that notification on Facebook about, hey, use your health savings account. Bring that new stimulus money to me. Spend your glasses here. I'm going to say there's two more topics. One is (laughs) that needs to go out probably the first part of October. And the second part of next notification on your calendar, because I knew you need to put the notification on, put that out there. But I do think first of October, because again, I think at the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken, sometime here in September, maybe the first of October, rumor has it another stimulus checks coming out. So I would start planting that seed early, whether it's for end of the year using your health savings, whatever. But I do think the first of October, but on that next day or right next to it on the calendar, I think you also need to be putting a notification if you haven't already to reach out to your accountants. I think they need to start looking and seeing where you're going to finish up the year because a lot of you are having very good years over last year and over even though you know what not even over last year even 2019 2019 where it was a, <clears throat> was a normal year. I do think you need to also reach out to your accountants and set up a time to meet with them in October no later than the first part of November just to see where you're at, what you're trending to do and what your tax liability could be. And then you can go into December and start your Christmas wish list on stuff that you'll have to buy. It's crazy. Like you said, the success people are having this year. I mean, there, there's multiple clients that we're working with that have double digit comp growth. When I say double digit, I'm not talking teen percentage. I'm talking 20, 30, 40%, some as high as 60% growth over last year. And it's not all offices that were in certain states like California, Washington, where they were shut down for a much longer period of time due to COVID, that type of thing. It's just, and it's not just the top line that grew, it's the bottom line. And that's what you have to be careful of. So talk to that accountant, see what's what's available. Follow your passion if you're looking to put a dry 
AI clinic in, if you you know look at Luminous and their their IPL, your mm-hmm. practice from your competitors. Yeah. Bring something new into your practice for 2022. You'd also mention not only mention getting hold of the account, but again marketing to those patients, letting them know, hey, we're here for you. You can use your health savings accounts here. It's that type of thing on eyewear. A lot of people just don't understand that that can be used and it doesn't have to wait until the end of the year. They can use it now and come back in. What do you think of them reaching out to past patients that all, you know that were in in the past six months and having them bring the, come on in and get the pair of lifestyle glasses? I mean, it's great because it doesn't take chair time and they have a valid prescription and this might be the time that they can get that you know second pair of glasses or that hobby glasses or prescription sunglasses that they maybe couldn't have done early on in the year whether it's january february they were kind of waiting hey you can now get that as as you head into the end of the year and the great thing this year folks is when christmas falls on a saturday so that last week of the year because new year's eve is on a friday you get a whole week to really market to those people if the, for those late stragglers and those that always want to wait till after Christmas, you now have a full four and a half if you're going to give a half a day off on New Year's, but you have a full week to market to them. So with that being said, now would be a good time also to point out to your staff members, your employees that, you know, these these are the times where the busiest keep days off for time off requests to a minimum during those peak times so that you're able to take good care of the patients walking through your door because those patients are going to be patients coming back in to see you. You know, every new patient is worth a lot of money to your practice. So take exactly. good care of them. Exactly. Well, this has been a productive conversation, Tim. We've talked about double dipping. We can double dip again on the time, but we can't double dip on the product or on the expense. Correct. So dip only one way you can double dip. It's the only way to double dip. Okay. Is on time. We talked about, you know, COVID testing. We talked about culture, recruitment, planning for the end of the year, year, which will be here before we know it. Awesome. So I appreciate your time. I enjoyed it. Likewise. Likewise. Well, thank you very much for tuning into another episode of Thrive with Confidence. We look forward to having you back and listening to more episodes. Have a great day, everybody.